Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Bold Sports. Matt and I are here at 2 a.m. like usual. No, this is un- unacceptable. It's not like usual. But, well, I mean, know. we're usually late, but usually not this late. But, you know, work schedules, you know, we got to make that money, right? Yeah, we do. In- until yeah, we, we get do. some really good sponsors so mm. that we can. Not that we don't have good sponsors not, now. Yeah, we do have good sponsors now with some pen brewing and whatnot and everything. We don't see and, time, but yeah. Yeah, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, but, you know, if somebody wants to throw us a bunch of money just to do this full time, we'd be great at it. Uh, <laughs> we'd, be good. we'd be good. I don't know about great. Well, I mean, truly great podcasters are, you know, they've been at it longer than us. Yeah, truly great podcasters have already been on ESPN for 20 years. Mm. Yeah, so. that's true. I mean, <laughs> it does help to be a professional when you want to start your podcast. Pretty much. Um, Not just two guys like, hey, let's drink some beer and talk on the fucking air for a while. Yeah, yeah, we got we got names, you know, people people read our stuff, listen to us. I don't know. But it's fun, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it here and... uh you know, I had a pretty good weekend of the sports watching. Yeah, how was your weekend of sports? I mean, it, the, the days just kind of run into each other for me. I know, too, me too. But, um, like, every night I watch either an NBA or an NHL playoff game. Uh, more NHL because the last, like, round of NBA were kind of duds. Um, but I'm getting back into it now. Yeah, we're know, in the conference the finals. coming up. Like, Boston's been kind of fun to watch. And, you know, Houston evened up the series tonight. Um, with Golden oh, they State. did? So they I, did. I saw that. Okay. Um you know, I got to, I got to check out a little bit, not much of the Riverhounds, just on my phone because they played Friday night. Right, they did and play Friday. Night. I had to go to Bingo Friday, so you know, Bingo's important. Bingo is important. Man. Did you win? I almost won. I didn't know they were playing Big Diamond, <sighs> so I didn't know if I should yell Bingo or not. And I'm like new, so I don't want to like screw up the Bingo. Yeah, b- those know? little ladies will mm. beat you with their daubers. Yeah, if you like. Because it'd be like, oh, and then they clear the damn thing. Yeah. And, you're, yeah. and then after after it was over, when we like figured it all out, like the one like, lady's like, well, you need to be like more cutthroat. And I'm just like, you know, like you say that now. <laughs> you're, in like, hindsight. you're like, as soon as I yelled bingo. If I bingo, had 50 bucks in my hand, like you wouldn't be saying it that Yeah, way. yeah. And if I would have yelled bingo and I had a false bingo, you would have been even more mad at me. Yeah. So for not being right. This is just, you know, this is good advice to anyone out there listening. Robinson Cano, especially if you're listening. <laughs> like when you show up to play a game, it. it Pays to familiarize yourself with the rules before you just dive on in there. I mean, okay, so you know, don't show up late to bingo and don't take like masking agents for things. Well, yeah, you know. Okay, so what's really changed the bingo scene is the non-smoking indoors in Pittsburgh. Oh, remember as kids going to the bingo hall when you were helping out at like the local church. Wasn't a part of my life. It was a part of. It was a big part of my yeah. life. Big part of my life. My parents, my mom and dad, still run bingos. Yeah, and it's it's totally the the, the no smoking scene has changed because now there's breaks at bingo. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Yeah. See, okay, well, like you got to get you to a private club then. Well, private clubs still have smoking. Exactly. Like the, uh, Eagles clubs and the Polish Vets club and the Vets and mm-hmm. you know everything else. Yeah. So you go you go someplace private, then you don't have, you don't have to worry about the smoking rules. Yeah, they Bing, just do Bingo's whatever. pretty much nonstop. You know. Uh, but um, it's it's something new to me. You know, it's. 
I, I played bingo at like and I'm, I at bet, like rainy days at like school. You know, I bet you your know? girlfriend Julia is pretty damn good at it and makes a pretty good bingo lady. Okay, so we went. I mean, I, I hesitate to say bingo lady, but like we went the, the last month and she won like a, a buck fifty. See, my mom and she is missed so half. Lucky. She missed like half the cards because she was at one of her like you know group meetings for her her like organization where she volunteers. Yeah. So, my my mom. She's very lucky. My she mom's wins all the basket lucky. raffles, all the bingo. You know. My mom's the one that can. She go to bingo, win half the games, and then win a jackpot like once a month. Yeah. And she's also the one that walks into a casino, mm-hmm. puts twenty dollars into a slot machine, hits the button one time, and hits for nine hundred. Oh yeah. You know. Wow. Uh, my dad's the one that puts twenty dollars in a slot machine, hits the button one time, and loses fifty. Yeah. <laughs> well, I fall it, in the middle. You fall in the middle. Well. I fall in the middle. Speaking of falling in the middle of gambling, yeah, like so, we're in a kind of limbo right now with sports betting in this country, right? Because uh, before it was only legal in Nevada. It was in nineteen eighty nine. Congress passed a law yeah, that they basically said you can't have any other states pass their own legalized yeah. sports betting. Yeah, like so only it was Vegas our, is allowed, or not Vegas, but the state of Nevada, Nevada. is the only state. And I, does Oregon have like some like? Kind of like watered down, like um, they have a parlay. Water, system they have a watered down play. parlay system, but it's not like full on. Like you not, can't just like walk into a sports book and like you know take like the points on you know like yeah, a basketball game yeah. or something. Uh, so so I guess Vegas has had it. The state legalized it. Well, the federal government came along and mm. put a whole kibosh on it and said, "Well, it's already legal in Nevada, so and nobody else has legalized it, so now it's only legal in Nevada." Yeah. And they had a lot of pressure from the sports leagues for that because they like, did. the NFL especially did not want, you know, the, the integrity of games being influenced by gambling. And part of part of their approach to that was to was to not have teams in Vegas. Well, and they're doing now away they're, with that. They're doing away with that. They're getting, the so, Raiders are moving there in two years. And and the NFL like wants Congress to like do a lot of the other way now that's gonna like regulate like how gambling will work in other states. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You still have the guys that hang out at Sam's Bar that you can talk to, um, you know, and don't have to worry about your whole legalized situation on you have to wait so long to do this or that. The other thing, they just take your bet. And you don't have to pay taxes. You don't have to pay taxes. You don't have, If you win so much, you don't get a little red card that says, hey, you're going to owe this much at the end of the year. But that's the thing, though. Like, I don't gamble, and, like, part of it is because, like, I don't – you know, like, I don't feel like networking with, like, the underworld. <laughs> like, any more than I have to to get by. Oh, man. You know? It's so, so like, fun. It's, I mean, it's, it can be. I just, I don't need that in my life. <laughs> um, I'm much more likely to, like, throw some change down if I can go to Rivers Casino to do so. Yeah, I would love to go to Rivers and be like, hey, give me a five-team parlay and only have to put, like, ten bucks on it. Yeah. With a chance that... You know, because if I talk to the guys that are not on the legal stature, a lot of them will take a bet less than a hundred. Mm. I don't always want to bet a hundred dollars. No, but it's nice to go ahead and bet ten with a chance to win thirty. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't always want to put out a hundred, and then if I lose, I owe them a hundred twenty-five. Yeah, um, it's like chuck a luck at the church fair. Yeah, 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 like yeah. You're yeah. only winning a five, yeah. maybe, but it's still fun. Yeah. Called Tony up and you know he's like, yeah, I'll lay a hundred for you. If I lose, I owe him a buck and a quarter. Yeah, got to pay the juice. You, got, you know, yeah. but if you go to the casino, if you want to put twenty five up, you only put 
twenty five up. Right. And but you have to put the money up front. Mm. So where Tony on the street will give you a day or so. I mean, <laughs> I just don't need that, man. I don't need that. But you just owe Tony a little bit more after I, a day or so. If gambling puts me in a situation where I like owe money to someone, then like, you know, I probably don't need that either. That's true. Now I don't think PA is going to be like among the first states anyway no. to come up with their own gambling. Like, uh, New Jersey's already. Got, oh, Jersey's been trying to I mean, do it they, for years, they, you know how, but they've you know, been fighting you know, the mafia. You know how everyone always <laughs> is like, "Hey, man, like Philip Morris has like a prototype of like weed cigarette packs that like they're just ready to roll out." Well, like that's kind of how it is with with New Jersey and the oh. sports betting. Like all the casino companies have already been to New Jersey and been there. And well, because all the casino companies have the casinos injured: Caesars, mm -hmm. Borgata, Harris, uh, Drop. They're all there. Gold yeah. Nugget. Mm. All they have to do is implement their plan that works in Vegas, and boom, put it in Atlantic City, and it works. Yeah. You know, I was in Atlantic City once, and like... I lived there for several we, years. You know, we got all the ginsered up, because that's what you do on mm. vacation, mm. you know, and someone wanted to talk to me about my Steelers jersey, so, uh, you know, I was talking to this guy at the casino, or at, like, Caesars, I guess, and, uh, you know, he's like, we need sports betting here. I mean, New Jersey, like, we need, we need it, you know, and it was like, this was like 2006, maybe, you know, and, um... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it does kind of make sense, like, you know, that you shouldn't be able to just say, you know, other states can't have, like, a certain kind of business right. within their, well, like, Well, uh, Delaware, Delaware has Dover Downs. Yeah. And they are, they have been trying to get sports booking at Dover Downs and in Delaware for, when mm -hmm. I lived in Jersey, they were petitioning the federal government to uphold this to let this law go so they can jump in right there. Yeah. Um, so um, I bet you Delaware, I bet you Delaware would be probably one of the first states to legalize it next to New Jersey mm. Pimlico uh, Pimlico uh, Raceway uh, racetrack down in, um, in Baltimore. Baltimore I was reading today they're I mean they're kind of hurting mm. uh, Pimlico's only running 12 days of racing so what all is, it, is this Saturday it's Saturday the Preakness is coming up because I just saw the horses showed up yeah um, so but but Pimlico is like barely hanging on and they're thinking about moving the Preakness in a couple years to a different track, also in Maryland. Just not in, not a, Pimlico, just not like in a neighborhood in nicer, Baltimore. You know. Um, but they, they want to renovate Pimlico. It's a historic location. Like, at this point, they don't feel it really, like, is up to the standards for a Triple Crown race for mm -hmm. the guests who, like, you know, spend the money to go there. Um, and they're hoping that they can do some sports betting. You, you ever been to Pimlico? No. I've been twice. I did the infield, and I did the grandstands. Uh, note to self, do the grandstand. So you've been to like, like I've, I've been to two thirds of the Triple Crown. Yeah, or all I haven't been to Belmont. Oh, wow. How have you not been to Belmont, man? And I think you still live in New York. That's like the. I, I, it may, seems like a no brainer to me. <laughs> I mean, I, I even almost went one year just because like I was like down the shore on Belmont Day, and I was like I could get on a train and sit for three hours and be there. Yeah, I haven't. But been, I decided uh, to do something better. So. Yeah, I haven't been to Belmont. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I've been to Derby and I've been to. Preakness. I've yeah. been to Belmont. Um, I'll get there someday. Did you see the thing at Preakness they do where they like run across the tops of the urinals and like pelt people with beer cans? Again, do the grandstands. Do the grandstands, right? <laughs> if Steve says it's not safe, then it's probably not safe. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'll do anything and try anything once. I mean, just think about all the Yinzers that go to Ocean City, Maryland on summer vacation, and then think about all the Baltimore people that go to Ocean City, Maryland on summer vacation. Put that all together and put it in a eight to nine hour drinking period in a confined space. 
with a hundred plus thousand people. It's starting to get hot out. And it's starting to get hot out. Yes. Yeah. If it rains, oh god. I yeah, like I'm. I think I'm past the infield phase of my life for pretty much anything. Um, well, infield at NASCAR is a different story. No, I, dude, I'm definitely not ready for the infield at NASCAR. That's a fun time. I'm sure I might have had a good time there. In I've never my been life. to the Daytona 500, but I've been to the Pepsi 400, and I've been to Charlotte, and I've been to Richmond, and I've been to Bristol. Um, Bristol, there is no infield. <laughs> it's all taken up by the teams, but because it's a short track, it's, it's a short track, super that's short cool. track. Well, that's the that's the one where they played the football game. Yes. So like it can't be too big because no. couldn't see the field. Yeah, yeah, at all. yeah. It's 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 I mean, it's a half mile short track. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been down near Bristol like it seem it seems to me like NASCAR's really far away. Like that's a long way to drive for me to go to a sporting event. Watkins Glen, Pocono, Richmond, Bristol, those are your closest tracks. Yeah. See I'd much rather drive to Bristol than Richmond just because of ninety five. And Bristol's eight hours. Richmond's eight hours. Bris Bristol's on the way to like Blowing Rock, where where we go for like yeah, yeah, yeah. vacation. Yeah, so Bristol's on the way to Asheville. North Bristol's Carolina. like the last place you pass before you have to go on like country roads. Like I'd love to do that. Pretty drive much, and just get to stop at Bristol. It's a straight once yeah. and not have to like you know traverse the freaking Blue Ridge <laughs> in my Toyota. Uh, I love the Blue Ridge Mountain, mm -hmm. Blue Ridge Parkway. Uh, but anyway, back here in Pittsburgh. Back in Pittsburgh. Where we, where we gamble on soccer where soon. We, where we're going to gamble hopefully. on soccer soon. Where we did have the River Rounds tied uh, the Indy 11 last Saturday, nil-nil. Uh, they did win tonight, uh, or yesterday at this point, uh, against the Erie Commodores. Uh, Such a badass team, team logo. Anyway. Well, I know. You were all about that. And they, play at, Gannon, that and they play at Gannon Stadium. And like mm -hmm. I saw some like photos from the match, and it looked like actually like pleasant there. While it was like we were having like a biblical flood here in the South Hills. Right. Um, so, like, it was a good time for the people who made the trip because the Riverhounds won two to one, and that earns them next the Wednesday, Wednesday night. home game. And it was against the winner of uh, Cincy Football Club and Detroit City Football Club. And we do know that Cincy did win that. So Cincinnati is coming to Pittsburgh for the third round of the uh, U.S. Open Cup uh, to take on the Hounds here next Wednesday night. But before that, Tampa Bay Rowdies come on into town. The Rowdies. Uh, come on in Saturday uh, evening, 7.30 kickoff uh, at uh, Highmark Stadium there on the South Shore. Um, you calling it that now? Well, somebody else did, so... I gotta look at the map, first of all. <laughs> like, I'm not even... I think that's just Station Square. But, like, there is a South Shore now, and I'm not sure I'm okay with it. I think South Shore is considered between the Smithfield Street Bridge and the 10th Street Bridge. Right, and yes, Station exactly. Square, and Station Square is between the Smithfield Street Bridge and the Fort, Duque, Fort Pitt Bridge. Which is where Highmark Stadium Which is, is where located. Highmark Stadium is, so it's Station Square. Okay. There you go. All right, so it's in Station Square, so we'll, we'll just strike yeah. the debate. We'll just strike we'll the debate. save it yeah. for another day as to whether Whatever. South Shore is a legitimate neighborhood. Correct. Um, half of it just burned down, so <laughs> I'm not trying to put my thumb on either side of the scale, but that's something to consider. Um, so that's uh, so we got Saturday at home, uh, regular season game, Tampa Bay Rowdies, and then Wednesday in the U.S. Open Cup, 
the Hounds are taking on Cincinnati Football Club. That's huge, man. That's well, that because that's actually a USL game. It's a knockout and it's a, game, and it's a division game. It's a division. It's game. a knockout game, right? For the cup. If you if you lose one game to Cincinnati all year, you don't want it to be this one, because that that eliminates your progress towards a trophy. And you know, there's only two trophies. Now, does available. this count against their regular season record or no? No, um, like people who follow soccer will sometimes like keep track of stats over like all competitions. Right. They'll say like Andrew Stocky tweeted tonight that like, you know, the hounds are still unbeaten and they are, they haven't lost a game. They are. Um, since they started playing in March, like for the calendar year, they're unbeaten. Um, you know, but like it, it doesn't count in the actual standings. Like when you, when you look at the table, like they're not going to have an extra win and they shouldn't because they played a team that's like not even in their league. Right. You know, so you shouldn't. Well, be because in the event they would have played, Detroit City Football Club, they're in the NPSL league, mm-hmm. so they're not in the USL. Uh, yeah, which and, is, and, yeah, NPSL is a little lower than us. We're mm-hmm. one step below MSL. So yeah, and like soon, soon the MLS teams will will be drawn into the tournament to face like I think the winner of next round. So so we yeah, win. We beat Cincinnati. We, beat Cincinnati. It's Cincinnati. we send our rivals home. Well, didn't we end up getting? We got uh, what DC United a couple years ago, right? We did. So, we did, but like they didn't send their like most of their stars. Squad, you yeah. know what I mean? Like sometimes they rest. It's they happens sent DC the, United yeah, too. Yeah. Well, like, they're not allowed to do that actually, but um, you know they they can always like bring some two guys like you know file the paperwork to have them like join the big club for like a week. Right. You know, like kind of like you know how they do in baseball for like September call ups. You know, um, but I don't know like. It's just great to be playing Cincinnati. Like that's that's a fun rivalry, and like that's what's going to build interest around the river. Well, because it's, yeah. it's we already know how to like be rivals with, with Cincinnati. Cincinnati and They're football right down the river. Baseball, they hate and... they hate us. Like we hate them. It's not hate, but like the Bengals and Steelers rivalry has gotten pretty nasty of late. You know, back back in the heyday of like Pirates Reds when you had like Aroldis Chapman thrown at Andrew McCutcheon. Well, even before that, the Big Red Machine. Well, and in the you middle know, there, you got Chris Sabo and Jose oh, Rio. Chris Sabo, Jose Rio. Uh, what was that? The uh, uh, the Nasty Boys. The Nasty Boys. The Cowboy Jeff Brantley. Uh, Rob uh, Dibble. Rob Dibble. Yeah. Uh, there was well, who's the other guy in that group? We'll think of it. But Norm Charlton. Norm Charlton. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he was. He was kind of a scary pitcher. Yeah, he was. I mean, low-key. Speaking of scary pitchers, did you see um, uh, Rangers? Pretorio Cologne tonight took a... Four-hitter. Well, but he took a, a line-drive comebacker off the bat to his gut. Ooh. 100 mile an hour, 101 mile an hour estimated come off the bat, and he laughed it. Did, uh, did he? Oh man! He, the ball like hit his gut, and it like boom, like like watching ballistics jelly, and then the ball kind of like bounced off, and then he threw it the first base. Remember that old video? Like, remember that old clip of like the, the like from like that black and white clip of that old bald dude who like gets shot in the head with like a cannonball or something? He shot in the belly with a cannonball. Yeah. Yeah. And then they like redid that on The Simpsons when when Homer was going to that Hullabalooza. Yeah. That's a classic episode. Classic episode. Oh man. Um, but yeah, so Patrol Cologne, it was so think of that video, that black and white clip of the guy get with the goggles on with his belly out getting hit with a cannonball. Think of Patrol Cologne getting a baseball back at him that way. Man. And it and it falls and he throws it to first base and he laughs up and just stands there and like rubs his belly. He's the oldest player in baseball. 
He's like what forty three. Yeah, forty three. Um, he's got a home run or two. He's probably not a Hall of Famer. He's not a. He's but he should get in anyway. Yeah, there should just be like a Bartolo Colon wing for guys we just freaking love. <laughs> you know, and yeah. like there's probably a few guys in the Hall that like really Shouldn't belong be there in anyway. that wing and not the like actual Hall, but like you know, like maybe we could induct like just like segments of Pete Rose's like. Fox Broadcasting career. Yeah. You know, because Fox Broadcasters are allowed to gamble. And he's not like a Hall of Fame broadcaster. Like, he's no Peter Gammons, but he's amusing. Yeah. You know, so let's just throw him into, like, Guys We Like Wing. There we go. <clears throat> uh, speaking of Guys We Like, PGA Tour this uh, past weekend in the fifth major, the players, uh, Webb Simpson uh, won that tournament at a minus 18 total. Dang. Uh, now, his last round, his winning round, he did shoot one over. So that tells you how big of a... He had a pretty big lead starting day one. Like mm. He was just out there. Um, Tiger uh, made a hell of a... He made the cut, yeah. barely, mm. after day two. Um, but on day three, he made a hell of a run. He had... Seven birdies on the front nine and three more in the back shot, like 63, 10 under 63. Um, <clears throat> day four, he also made a hell of a run. He was as high as second at one point. Uh, but the problem with Tiger was is he had the late, the early day starting times. Mm -hmm. So there was a bunch of guys to come after him. Mm -hmm. So his, his shot at second was early in the day before all the leaders actually teed off. Um, and, uh, both days, uh, you know, he, he and he ended up finishing tied for 11th. Uh, and, but the big talk was the first two-day pairings uh, mm -hmm. where the uh, NBC Golf broadcasters were dubbing it super groups because you had the one group <clears throat> that was uh, pairings of Mickelson, Tiger, and Ricky Fowler. And then the other one was Jordan Spieth, Roy McIlroy, and Justin Thomas. Okay. We're all paired together for the first two rounds in their group. Uh, now, Mickelson uh, did not make the cut. Fowler and Tiger did. Spieth and Rory did not make the cut. Justin Thomas did. Uh, this week is the Byron Nelson Classic <clears throat> at Trinity Forest in Dallas, Texas. Uh, not a really huge, big tournament, but it's a good tournament. You're going to have a lot of, uh, a lot of the guys there. I mean, they're golfers. It's their job. That's mm -hmm. what they do. Some guys seem to back out of the tournament right after a big tournament. Um, Tiger, uh, said he's going to play, uh, at Jack's place, uh, at Muirfield Village Golf Club in Columbus, which is actually in two weeks. Um, how many golf courses does Jack Nicklaus own? Uh, well, this is his first one. Because the Memorial is also in Columbus, and that's not at the same... No, 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 Memorial is not Columbus. The Memorial... This is the Memorial Tournament at Muirfield. It's oh. the Memorial Tournament at Muirfield. Uh, it's Jack's tournament. It's his oh, first okay. one. Okay. Uh, the other one that you're thinking of is um, Firestone. Firestone. Which is in Akron, uh, or Canton, well, Akron. Uh, Akron. Which is... Which really cracks me up, and I don't understand why one of the two... Um, governing bodies move the tournament akron canton gets pounded one weekend a year because they hold the firestone tournament and the hall of fame induction ceremony for the nfl the same fucking weekend god 
Why would they not split it up and give Akron to, Akron and Canton area to make have a chance at making some money? Like you're it's not, like when the Red Sox and the Furries were both downtown at the same oh, time. Oh, jeez, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, and of course I went to the Red Sox games, but and I saw some. Well, I didn't on, see you. At, I would not expect you to be at the furry convention. Well, I mean, I saw some Even furries if the Red on the Sox way. Were in town. You know, but uh, you know, just take one of those two events and split it off, and. Give it another weekend because Akron Canton gets hit. Like you can't get a hotel room mm. any closer than Youngstown, which is only a thirty-minute drive from here, yeah. or Cleveland, which is a thirty-minute drive to Akron Canton. You're better off if you're going to the Hall of Fame that weekend. Stay in Pittsburgh, drive out, drive back, drive back out, and drive back. We or, stayed in like Amish country, dude. When we went to the Hall of Fame, like I remember, like it was like a weekend that we made of it. Like like an extended weekend, and I think we like stayed over on like maybe they played the Hall of Fame game on Saturdays back back then, and uh, not Sunday night football because like that wasn't really a thing like in the early nineties. Yeah, I think they but, did. Like, do I, I feel there. like the game was like a Saturday night preseason game. The induction and ceremony then, and then, is Saturday, and then they they and then or the induction ceremony might have been Friday, and they did a game Saturday. Something like that. Now the induction's on Saturday, and the game's on Sunday. Because I, I just remember we stayed out in the middle of nowhere, because the day after the Hall of Fame game, we, like, woke up and checked out of the hotel, and, like, we went to, like, some, like, podunky little cave. Mm-hmm. Like, we took, like, a tour of, like, some underwater, like, river. It was cool as hell. Stalactites and stalagmites. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, we learned all about that. Yeah. I still don't remember which one's which, but... One grows from the top, one grows from the bottom. That's true. I, I can't remember no, which one's the which tight, either. Like tights. T top, that's how you remember it. Okay. Stalactites come from the top because they like mites. Stalagmites grow from I the mean, bottom. There's no corresponding. Just remember T for top. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, so we got, uh, you know, this week is in Dallas, uh, Byron Nelson Classic. There's a tournament next week. I can't remember exactly which one it is, but then the next big tournament where it's not a major, but it's a bigger tournament, which is um, the Memorial at Mirfield Village okay. Golf Club. Don't put us ahead. Sorry, guys. I'm just so excited. Like, I, I don't know a lot about the golf tournaments, like all of them, but I always remember the memorial because, yeah. uh, you know, I know people from that part of Columbus. Or it's, you know, and Muirfield. It's like a big deal. It's kind of like how when Oakmont comes. Yeah, you know, and, and, like and right Muirfield is a beautiful area, yeah. Columbus, and it's it's kind of like a super richy area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is. Uh, well, Jack oh, Nicholas lives there. Well, I mean, yeah, and Jack Hanna, too. Ooh, Jack Hanna. <laughs> Who doesn't love Jack Hanna? Um, you know. Uh, also, I did get to watch uh, Saturday. I was at work. I was a little slow, but uh, the Pitt Ladies softball team was in the ACC championship game against Florida State. Uh, let me tell you, this is probably one of the most exciting softball games I've watched. But also, it's probably because I had some type of a rooting interest in it. No oh, problem. Because before, you know, I'd watch, you know, Jenny Finch pitch in mm. Arizona, and they play Arizona State, and it's a big game. Mm. But I was watching because Jenny Finch was hot. Yeah. Um, so watch that Bartolo Colon game today for the same reason. Probably. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, she's a smoking motherfucker. I know. Um, he's, he's eating some smoker food. Right. Sure. But the Pitt ladies had. The game was really tight. It was a pitching mm-hmm. duel. It was 0-0 until the sixth inning. Uh, Pitt ladies scored four runs in the sixth. Um, in the top of the sixth, they were the away team. Uh, Florida State came back, scored one run in the bottom of sixth. They go to the seventh. The Pitt ladies go out. Um, 
not three up, three down, but I think four up, four down, four up and down. Uh, the bottom of the seventh, Florida State gets the bases loaded. And they get an out, and then they get a, a run in. So then it is four to two. Then they get another out. They're one out away, two on, two out. You got a chance to be a hell of a hitter on national TV. The girl was a hell of a hitter on national TV. She cranked a home run over left field fence with a walk-off 5-4 win for Florida State over Pitt in the bottom of the seventh. Ah. It was a very, very, very dramatic finish, obviously, for both sides. But Florida State being down to their last batter, their last out uh, with two on, you know, they could have walked her and then loaded the bases again. However, but you know, two on, two out, bottom of the seventh, down by, down by two. You're the winning run, and you crank a home run out. That's just something that you think about as a little kid growing mm-hmm. up when you're playing sports and shit. I, everybody that's ever played any organized sport has thought about it. Oh yeah. Um, uh, of course, for the pit ladies, hell of a season. Uh, I think they will still get into the women's college world series rounds. Okay. Uh, they're gonna need a little help. All right. Well, um, from voters, <laughs> okay. uh, I I have no idea how it works, but I it's kind of like a sixty four tournament. Well, I I I've seen like the the men's side how they have like the the regionals, regionals, and the super yeah, regionals. The super regionals, and you play like, yourself to in. get in. Like if you don't win your conference, like they have some sort of committee, yeah, kind of like how they they do in basketball, pretty much. Okay. So I, I can follow that and and like find that all online as it comes out. Like mm. I I have to say though. You know, for the amount of heat that Pitt's taken for just switching to the ACC, um, some of their what sports... it's done to their basketball program and how their football program hasn't really like uh, gotten to the heights that they thought that they were almost at um, in the Big East. But like, some it's of the really smaller good sports for, for the volleyball, other yeah. softball, baseball, wrestling. Wrestling, they've always had a good wrestling program. Mm. But softball, baseball, wrestling, here's Bertoli Clown right here. Mm. Boom! Ooh. Oh, nice. Just keep it in front of you, Barty. There you go. You know? <laughs> he laughs he's like, I'm good. <laughs> it's like, he's like Flurry, except for that, like, Flurry has to, like, buy a chest protector. Right. Like, and as we're recording this, we have ESPN uh, Sports Center on. Bartolo right? Colon bought his chest protector at the grocery store. <laughs> he did. Uh, or at, like, you know, Texas Roadhouse or something. But, but with the pit ladies... Uh, hell of a run, hell of a season. Uh, I really hope everything works out in your favor that you guys get in, that you ladies get into uh, that chance at the College World Series. I think you'll go pretty deep into it. Part uh, of tearing down Pitt Stadium was building a baseball softball facility. It was. And it's, it's really just not good. where Pitt Stadium used to be. It's no, on the back no, no, of the hill. It's that area. It's, you know where it is? Is like that, that used to be a tailgate lot. Yeah. It did. Mm-hmm. And, and then the garage well, is still there. The garage is still there because the, my mom parks yeah. in that garage on occasion. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, yeah. We used to park in that garage. So, definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, good job. Uh, great season uh, there. Uh, hell of a way to go down. But, you know what? The girls put up a good fight. And while we're on pit, like, I just want to say, like, happy retirement to the Peters Pub owners. Mm. Peters is apparently closing or yeah. changing hands. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, it's an end of an era in Oakland. I don't know if it's changing hands and they're changing names or if it's just changing owners or if it's close. I've I'll tell you one thing that won't change. Like I will feel old as fuck when I walk in there. I did not <laughs> go to Pitt. 
And like the second you graduate from college, like you feel old at Peter's Pub. You do. <laughs> you do. Uh, another real quick local sport. So today I was at work. Yeah. And I was a little slow at the beginning. Guess what was on ESPNU? A documentary about Bobby Knight. No. No? Uh, Robert Morris getting their ass handed to him from Maryland and lacrosse. Oh, in no. Their, yeah. Uh, so apparently Robert Morris lacrosse made it into the college lacrosse tournament for the mm-hmm. men's. And the last score I saw was like 8-2 to two Maryland. Um, I don't know how that game ended up because that's when I actually started to get busy. So yeah. um, uh, we'll have to look and see how they came ended up. We are... Weird. We'll have to look and see how they got there in the first place. Because we really, <laughs> Bobby Moe Lacrosse hasn't been on my radar. Right? No, no, not yeah. at all. No, but it was cool to see it, like on ESPNU at like you know two o'clock this afternoon. I'm yeah. like, oh, hey, there's Bobby Moe Lacrosse right. on ESPNU. Yeah. Uh, but they're playing Maryland. This can't be good because you know those ACC schools in lacrosse. Jeez. Well, that Maryland's is... Big Ten now. So, but Big Ten. Well, but that's the thing. Like Big Ten has a lacrosse league now. Yeah. Because of that. But I think they have teams, like, I think Notre Dame might be in the Big Ten for lacrosse, too. Notre Dame is in the Big Ten for certain sports. They're in the Big the Ten ACC, for hockey because that, the ACC doesn't have a hockey And league. then they're in the ACC for other sports, and they're independent in football because Notre Dame still, Man. they're Notre Dame. They don't. If need only them. the Thrashers had stayed in Atlanta, like, we might, we might have a Clemson hockey program and then have, like, an <laughs> ACC hockey league. Like That's Syracuse, ridiculous. Pitt, Boston College. Boston College is good at hockey. They are. We're going to go ahead and take a break right now. We're going to come back and go over some more local, or not some local sports, but some other good sports to be into. So we'll be right back after these messages from Sorgatron Media Studios. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we are back. Uh... After those messages from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview, which is, I mean, the studios are probably dry. The studio, if the studio, the red away, line, if the red line isn't closed, then we, the, the blue line is closed. Any, yeah, if you had a podcasting studio on the blue line tonight, I feel sorry for you. Yeah, but the you red line be, is the red dry, line's still dry and open. Yeah. So uh, we're in the middle of uh, some conference finals in two sports. We're going to start with the NHL playoffs. The Caps are up 2-1 to one over Tampa Bay uh, in this series. And Vegas and Winnipeg series is 2-1. to one. Vegas uh, has, um, has that lead after tonight's uh, uh, game. Now, Flurry had some amazing saves tonight. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see those on clip. Or not, I'm sure you didn't get to watch him live. Um, he had the save that came off his pads, kicked back out, and then he had to do one of those diving across the net saves again, mm-hmm. uh, which was just awesome. So glad. I mean, like, I I switched to basketball. Um, just I base it around, like, you know, intermissions and such. Right. Um, and then yeah, when, when, when Houston started pulling away... I got back to, back into the hockey, and it was like all of a sudden three to two. So I didn't I didn't see like the it goals ended that he four allowed. to two. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw the the very ending. Well, they had the um, empty netter. Vegas, like the two Vegas goals that I saw were beautiful, like opportunistic hockey goals. Like the first, their first goal was like, I mean, it was very early in the first period, and the it was just like pinballing back and forth. You couldn't even really tell like who was trying to build momentum better because it was just kind of like. 
a lot of like just blown up plays in the neutral zone. Um, and you know, it, it was one of those plays that like could have easily been a penalty shot or at least a two minute minor for like obstruction of some sort if he hadn't scored. Yep. Um, you know, that was, that was fun to watch. And then like the, the second goal I saw was one that like answered Winnipeg's first goal. Yes. And it came like right on the back of it. It did. Um, I always love to see teams like, you know, answer quickly. Don't, don't get like down on themselves, you know, but it, it brings up moments of wistfulness thinking about flurry and watching James Neal score goals and even March assault just cause he's 81 and like also yeah. Phil is 81. Yeah. And like every time I see the number 81, I think of Phil Kessel. You see 18 and I 81. used to think of Harrisburg and now I think of Phil Kessel. Like that's well, such an improvement in yeah. the like associations <laughs> that I have for the number 81. Yes. You're like, man, that's a horrible interstate. Oh, uh, <laughs> It's like pothole central. But both uh, series has been very entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad Tampa even or uh, didn't even but they didn't even out, <laughs> made they, it a series. They made it a series. They got one game in. Uh, yeah. the, 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 Tampa, are they in? Yeah, they're in DC because so, Tampa has home ice. Yeah, it was bad news bears when when Tampa lost their first two home yeah. games to DC. But but Capitals are good at home. They are not, but I think that's overblown. Um, I. From what, from like the this, the theories around that is that like the fans are just so used to getting crushed that if things don't start out well, then they, they just, you know they don't punter. ever get into the game. And um, I mean that can happen and that can be bad, but I think at some point like you know like they have to get some enthusiasm. Like this team is kind of like a team of destiny right now. Like I hate to say it, if they but don't, when you get if, past your biggest rival, when you get when you get past your biggest rival and they beat the Pens in a playoff series and the Capitals uh so the Capitals now have two playoff series wins against the Penguins out of 10. Mm-hmm. And um or is it out of 11? No, it's 10. It's 10. It, it was yeah. they were they were like 1 for 9. Yeah. before. And now they are 2 for 10. So, you know, that's not good. That's the Mendoza line for those of you who follow baseball. Like, you know, 20% is not successful, even in a sport where, like, failure is the norm. Um, And failure has been the norm for the Capitals in the playoffs. Like, this is big for them. Um, You know, when Ovechkin came into the league, if you had said to me, like, he will never win a cup... Like, I don't think I would have believed you. I don't think I would have believed you either. And yet, here we are. He's, like, gray now. His hair is turning gray. Yeah. You know, he's, just like he's the president, just like the president, like DC has turned his hair gray. Right. Well, I don't know if this president can go gray. It's, he's gray. Sure he, 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 I don't think it's <laughs> natural to begin with. But the ones with natural hair tend to go gray. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt that they're all like in their 60s. But um, anyway, like Ovechkin's Shit, not Bill 60. Cl- Ovechkin's not 60. Bill okay? Clinton at 40 something. Yeah. Went gray so, real quick. You know, the, the pressure on Ovechkin and like he's got, you know. No cups, no rings. It's a funny joke, but like it's it's old. Even if I'm, I'm sick of the joke, a white Russian. You know, it's it's an Alex Ovechkin is a white Russian poured on the bar because there's no cup. Like, yeah. I get it. You know, as a former bar back, that joke offends me. Yeah. You know how much of a pain in the ass it is to clean up a spilled white Russian. Oh, well, as a current bartender, you got you got boozy, uh, sticky, and dairy. All, uh, all yeah. to do. As a current bartender, uh, people order white Russian. I'm like, oh. that's like a three rag situation. <laughs> I mean. So, yeah, like, I mean, it, it seems natural. Like, I'm not saying I'm rooting for the Caps, but, like, I actually said out loud the other night, there's no way the Caps are going to win the Stanley Cup. Oh, shit. And my, well, there my, it is. My favorite contrarian sports gambler was like, oh, really? I think they're going to win. 
And then I was like, I was just throwing that out there as like a trial balloon. Because like, you're usually right. So, yeah. But I still want Vegas because Flurry. Yeah. I, I mean, and again, I've seen the memes out there that had, you know, uh, Flurry that said, you know, uh, I can still I can still three-peat and also our last, uh, and um, it said Pittsburgh's last defense and Ovechkin not winning a cup, but it showed Flurry like this. <laughs> now that the comment about Flurry, I can still threepeat. Like in other sports, that you know you might be like, eh, but not really because it's with two different teams, and like one year you kind of weren't like the main goalie for like the the games that really mattered. Right. But in hockey, you actually get your name on the trophy. Yeah. And the panels are like arranged so that they follow like chronologically. Like one they are. The I have pictures so of them on my phone. So if you are holding the Stanley Cup today, you see like a panel that says Mark Andre Fleury, and then Mark a panel Andre next to Fleury. it that says Mark Andre Fleury, and, and another one like further back that says Mark Andre Fleury also. But if they win this year, like there will be three in a row where you could be like Fleury, 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 uh, and the, that's big. The Pens are on three of the four rings of the Stanley Cup. Mm, that's cool. Because they, they take the older ones yeah. off. So put them in the hall. Yeah. yeah. So they're on the uh, two on the bottom ring, one on the one up from the bottom, and one on the the second from you know, the second, third, and fourth. They're on the they're on those oh, rings. Because wow. in ninety one they took up the last spot mm. on the cup. Yeah. And then they says, Well, are we gonna make an additional ring and extend the cup? And they did some scientific shit and was like, no, that'll make it out of balance, out of whack. And it'll get really flimsy. And mm. you, then you can't, like, hold it properly mm. and everything else. So they said, what we're going to do is we're going to take the top big ring off and take it to the Hockey Hall of Fame. We'll move the rings up and put new rings on. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What if that? What if they had like that in idiocracy, but like they hadn't figured that out? So like, <laughs> they, they could have had like a scene where like the Stanley Cup like took like, you know, like five people to like hold up, and it still like sagged in the middle. That's funny. <laughs> uh, so here's some stupid, fun little uh, trivia things here with hockey. Uh, how the hell do you pronounce his last name? Mark Sheffley. Uh, from Winnipeg Jets, he leads the playoffs with 14 goals, 11 on, on the road. That's awesome. He got his 14th goal tonight, and of course it was the 11th on the road. Um, like, I've heard of him because I you know, yeah. I do hockey for a living. Right. So I, I know all the names, but like I couldn't tell you about his stats or like who his line mates are. Well, like, last I don't year, follow Winnipeg. Well, last year it's Jake awesome. Gensel. Exactly, that's my point. Like, I know Jake Gensel, but barely. Right. You know? Non Penguins fans are like, who's this guy? Yeah, Jake and, like, I've heard of, the most I've heard of Shifla or Shifley or however you say it, but like, you know, that's, I don't I, know I his stats. Realize. Like, that's and, awesome. Like, you that's, know, that's good. And, good like, for him. Winnipeg's a strong. cool story. Like, I've always said, like, you know, when's a Canadian team going to win again? Um, I rooted well, for last, Calgary against Tampa that well, one year, well, and they didn't win. What was it? The last time the Canadian team was at Montreal or ninety-five? What was Montreal snuck in they and won that one? Yeah. I remember because I had the NHL game from the following year on yeah, Genesis. Yeah, yeah, Montreal. And it would always Patrick be two Wall. teams that you could pick 93. from to start. 93. Always... Yes, yes, because I had NHL Patrick, 94. Patrick Waugh. Mm-hmm. Kelly Rudy. Um, and then here's another fun little trivia thing here uh, with hockey. Um, Chris Kunitz could win his first, or his, sorry, his fifth Stanley Cup 
in his career. That's incredible. Which would also make him the 50th person with five Stanley Cups. 50? Well, I guess because, yeah, like, the original six for all those years. Well, no, like, no, 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 no. Five I pulled Cups? the list. I pulled the list today. Are they all, like, modern dudes? No. Islanders? Well, there's a lot of those guys in there. The last one was 94 as the person to get their fifth Stanley Cup ring. Um, oh, man. Does Toe Blake have five Stanley Cup rings? I think it's who it is. Do you know Toe Blake? So I pulled the list. Um, so the last one is... Essa Tikkanen. Essa Tikkanen. Essa Tikkanen. Edmonton and, and the Rangers. And the Rangers. Rangers was 94. Oh, because he, he was one of Messier's boys. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But he was the last player to get a fifth Stanley Cup ring. So if you look here, there are 50 guys, there's 49 guys mm. with five rings. Okay. He could be the fifth. Now the list is ahead with the most being 11. Okay. Uh, Henry Richard, of course, that's 1956 uh, yeah. to 73. Now you look on this list, it's a lot of Montreal, Detroit, Toronto, um, Edmonton, Islanders, uh, you know, name on, here's the name on here everybody knows, Brian Trottier. Mm-hmm. Uh, four with the Islanders, two with the Pens. Uh, he so he six. has six as a yeah. player. Six as a player. What a guy, He has, man. well, he has six as a player, but I think he has one as a front office guy oh, wow. or something. Um, yeah, Messier, of course, on this list. He had, um, he had four with Edmonton, or five with Edmonton, two with the Rangers. No. He has Not six, two with the Rangers. Or five with Edmonton, one with the Rangers. Yeah. Sorry. Five Sorry, with man. Like, I, I can't live in a world where the Rangers have more than one no, Stanley no, no, Cup. No, no, no. 1940 and 1994. Yeah. I had so much fun chanting yeah. 1940 at Yeah, then. it was great. But, uh, those, but those you look fun. at this list. 94 wasn't all that recently. You look at this list, there's names on here that everybody in hockey knows. Uh, Jacques Lemaire, Maurice Richard, Maurice Richard with eight, Jacques Lemaire with eight. Um, Jacques Lemaire. What? Jean Guy uh, Jean Guy Talbot has seven. That's Montreal. I mean, a lot of this stuff. A lot of these. Did Jacques Lemaire have player championships? Mm-hmm. Who did he play for? Montreal. Montreal. Okay, so well, sixty-eight, seventy-nine, and then what? Like three with the Devils. Nah, uh, these are these are just players. This does not. Oh, just this, as this players. Is, this this list is players only. This so is... Jacques Lemaire has eight Stanley Cups, not including the. Not including three. Was it three with as, New as as a coach? Yeah. Coach slash GM, right? Coach slash GM, yeah. Jeez. Um, I had no idea. Well, Scotty Bowman has 11. Yeah. He's not even on this list because he I never mean, he's, actually he's played. A light, he's like a lifer, so he's probably got a bunch of like assistant rings. I mean, I mean like Yari, Cur- Yari, Yari Curry, five with Edmonton. Yari Curry. Guy Lafleur, you know, 73 to 79 with Montreal. Um, uh... You know, the, the names on this list, if you're a hockey fan, you know them. Um, but Essa Tikkanen was the last one, 1994, to get the fifth ring. Well, that makes sense because Edmonton it was, was the last dynasty. No. Islanders and Edmonton split pretty much the 70s and the 80s. But Edmonton more recently. Edmonton more recently. Edmonton's last cup was more recent than the Islanders' last cup. Yes, it was. So Edmonton was the last of like the the four cuppers. The Islanders won four cups in a row, 78, 9, 80, 81. And then Edmonton snuck in there, won a couple, and the Islanders won one more, I think. 
Mm. I think maybe Trotty might have one with the Penguins and five with the Islanders, something like that. I, I'd, I'd have to look it up, actually. More I, than just this my list. memory escapes like where I'm. I'm what some of this was stuff was before we years. were born, and also with a back-to-back cup, mm. exactly. Because Rick Tockett was there for the second cup, mm. not the first. Yeah, and Bob like, Barry was there for both. You know how short you know, summer is, like generally, when you're, you know, when you play a Stanley Cup, you know, you win a Stanley Cup, mm. and then you start again. Like your summer is short. Like the off season is short. Very. Well, you know how you know how fast summer goes for a freaking eleven-year-old kid. <laughs> okay, right? so like the summer between the first and second Penguin Stanley Cups, like to me, lasted about twelve minutes. Yeah. And like I have a hard time, like sometimes keeping straight, like who was on the first team but not the second team. Well, and as an, and vice versa. And as an adult here in this last, you know, back to back cup run, yeah. As an adult, we're like, oh shit, we're like the Pens won a Stanley Cup. It's awesome. Shit, it's June fucking twentieth. Mm. Like <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> When, when they're having Stanley Cup parades and they're like, everybody who goes to the parade, please bring two bottles of water. Yeah. Like, there will not be enough EMTs to deal with all of you. And it's yeah. like, they don't have, like, like, they don't advise people to hydrate at St. Patrick's Day parades because it's 40 degrees out, you know? But the, a Stanley Cup parade is in the middle of summer. Um, it's a beautiful thing. Like I said last week, I, you know, I drove down Boulevard of the Allies, you know, the day after the pens were eliminated, and I got a little sad, you know, because that's, I don't go to a lot of games, so to me, like, the experience of, like, actually seeing the Penguins, like, cup runs, they pretty much took place on the Boulevard of the Allies, um, you know, there's not, oh, sorry, actually, this list, I, I, I was wrong, it's, uh, he would be the 50th person to qualify on this list with five mm. rings or better. Five or better, yeah. So, yeah. So, so yeah. So, yeah, there's... The five-timers club, basically. Yeah, yeah, there's 25... Like Alec Baldwin. There's with, 25 with guys currently with five rings uh-huh. as players, and then there's 49 total, and it goes up to 11. So, okay. yeah, it's the five-timer. So, like, Crosby's got the three-timer. Mm. Lemieux's a two-timer as a player, um, you know... But yeah, so I mean, I saw that article come across today. Amanda pointed out to me. Uh, she was reading a magazine this morning, and she's like, "Hey, check this out!" I'm like, mm. that's pretty fucking cool, because um, he has three with the Pens, one with the Ducks. I believe he has two Stanley Cup Final losses: one mm. with the Pens against uh, the Red Wings, and then I believe he has another Stanley Cup Finals loss with the Ducks mm. as well. So, uh, in the playoffs, I think he's the most seasoned yeah. player. For Stanley awesome. Cup Finals, you know, uh, currently. My, my dad was And like, if it wasn't for Kunitz last year, who knows what would have happened, because he's the one that hit that second overtime game-winning goal from mm-hmm. the left circle uh, to beat the Senators. Right, after everyone had been like, when's Kunitz going to show up? You know? That's my favorite thing about playoff hockey, by the way. Who's going to show up when? The series, like, they, they get so in-depth and, like... You know, when you're going back and forth with the same team over seven games, and anything can happen, like bounces, anything. anything, and like it's it's so easy to like have like a favorite player that you either like expect to do well or expect to disappoint you, and then you're like, oh shit, they you know like they haven't done anything like Latang, you know, like he didn't have a great playoffs, but he still had a huge goal, mm-hmm. and like when that happened, it was like of course Latang, you know, like it, it, you never know where it's going to come from. Like, Jake Gensel led the playoffs in goals. Well, I, mean, I can tell you about 
having being a great player and never knowing where it's going to come from, but moving on to basketball, mm. LeBron James can have a triple-double, but yeah. still, not, still win not win a game. Because in the NBA uh, Conference Finals right now, Boston is up 2-0 over the Cavs. Boston made the Cavs look stupid. Um, LeBron James did have a 40-point triple-double. Mm. Still lost by 35 points. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, is you have LeBron James and Kevin Love, and I don't know anybody else on the Cleveland Cavaliers. J.R. Smith, but, like, all he does is, like, flagrant foul people. At the beginning of the um, season, I knew the Cavs lineup. Currently, well, and, I'm, and, I'm an, and I'm a very, very below, below avid basketball NBA fan. The Cavs kind of deserve to lose because, like, they traded away Kyrie Irving. And, and yeah, it was it was like a panic move that was probably instigated by LeBron James because of like his personal preference. And now Kyrie Irving's making him you know, eat shit in Boston. He is, I think, rightly very influential on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like they say, he coaches the team. They say he is the GM. Like he doesn't do all the all the work of coaching and GM. Like that's preposterous. But like, well, does he have an influence? Absolutely. And when he says, I can't play with Irving, like, get something else, you know, like, that trade has been a bust. Mm-hmm. And, like, try to imagine if, first of all, try, like, this, the setup when the trade happened was like, oh, my God, this is going to be nuts because Kyrie Irving, you know, was the best player on Boston, and now he's going to go be the second best player on Cleveland and have to play Boston in the finals of the Eastern Conference. But then Gordon Hayward got hurt in the first game, and they were like, oh, I don't think Boston's even going to, like, make the Eastern Finals. And now, like, Boston's, like, and now, handling Cleveland in the Eastern Finals, and Cleveland doesn't even have the piece that was supposed to make that, like, a more interesting series than it would have been last year. Well, yeah. Uh, well, no, it was uh, Kyrie's in Boston, and it was the other one... Um... Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas? That that went from Boston to Cleveland, was injured, and they traded him mm-hmm. at the trade deadline to L.A. So he's not even in. It's like Kyrie Irving went from Cleveland to Boston, and, and he's lighting up. And he's... Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I understand. We're not that big of basketball fans, but yet... Like, I watch a little bit, you know, like, I, you know I'm not listening you, to the announcers. Put it this way. If you, if, if, you, if you are awake... Between ten and noon, mm. and watch ESPN first take. I will tell you, it's all LeBron all the time. Well, that's the unless thing. there's NFL involved. I uh. I don't care so much about LeBron. Like I know LeBron. Like I want to try to get to know like who the other guys are on the teams. Because like I yeah. don't I don't get to hear like the commentary. Pretty much when I'm watching a game. Like it's it's on in the background. It's silent. Like it's muted. Um, in the event, you know, so this series is going back to Cleveland for two games. Uh, in the event that Cleveland um, would win this series, mm-hmm. it'd be LeBron's ninth year going to the NBA Finals. Yeah. And everybody's like, uh, now it's the whole, uh, here it is right here, LeBron, you know, this, that, everything. So, uh, I don't know if you I know, would, like, uh, want to see LeBron go to the Finals again because I don't He's think... been eight times in one no, it's three. No, it's not that I'm bored with it. Like, I... I appreciate it when it's good, but I don't think this is their year. Like the, the way that well, no. Here's the deal: LeBron can lose this mm-hmm. and be easier to walk away from Cleveland and go to Philly. I don't care about or that. Or go to Houston. 
I mean, look, if LeBron's a grown-up, he can walk away from Cleveland no matter what. If he wants to leave Cleveland, he can leave Cleveland. Right. You know, he doesn't have to, like, lose to but like, if he wins, but, but if he wins the championship again in Cleveland, it's harder for him to leave Cleveland. Huh. Again, you know. Eh. They I, do charge you a lot more on the turnpike on the way back. Yeah. <laughs> but I think do. you can afford it. Those fuckers. Uh, the other one, the other and series. Besides, if you're going to drive across PA, like, you're going to get hosed anyway. Oh, shit. You drive so. across PA, you're getting screwed. Um, the, um, the other series uh, in the West is the Golden State Warriors playing the Houston Rockets. And that series, uh, you said, was what, tied up 1 1? Just got tied up tonight. Uh, yeah, because I saw earlier it was 1 yeah. 0. Golden wasn't State. even close. Like 127 to 105 or something. Um, you know who had a big game for Houston? Jamel Artis. Pit guy. Nice. Like, I, I saw a show. Like, like, I'm like, wait, wait. The, uh, you said Jamel Artis, like, the pit guy? Did I, I did a show. From a couple like, years ago? <laughs> like, um, like, a month ago, I was listening to a podcast, and the guys were like, Jamel Artis, who is that? I've never even heard of this guy. You know, Houston's so good. Like, who's this guy? Like, we all know James Harden and Chris Paul, but, like, who's this guy? And I was like, well, you, you didn't really notice him because he was he, on some he, very he, bad pit teams. He was on some very bad pit teams when they just moved to the ACC, and um, Jamie Dixon was kind of on his way out, and he was he was the guy at Pitt, mm. but... I didn't even know that they had him, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, I, I met a Rockets fan, like, a few weeks ago, and, like, she knew more about the NBA than I did. And was, like, rattling off all these names. And I was like, yeah, I know Houston. I like Houston. You know, James Harden. And she was like, oh, and she's got all these other names. But, like, Jamel Artis never came up. And, like, if I had had that, like, in my back pocket, like, hey, you know, pit guy. Yeah, Jamel Artis, you know, pit guy. Check him out. Because, like, uh, Steven Adams was still was still active at that time. Steven yeah. Adams is with, with Oklahoma, uh, City. Oklahoma City. And, you know, and Dewan Blair, I don't even know where he's at right now. But, I mean, uh, he, he, he didn't win a championship. He was on two teams that went to championships and lost. Yeah. Yeah, you know? man. Like, he's... I, I think his knees, like... I think he's out of the league now because of his knees. Or he might be, like, in Europe. I don't know. He's not in the NBA. I he's not... I don't think he's in the NBA at all. Um, but anyway, DeJuan like, Blair is probably the best product to come out of Pitt in recent times that we can remember. Well, except for the Jamel Artis is... Well, Jamel know, Currently in a best-of-five against Golden State for the right to go to the finals. Correct. And Houston can definitely win it. Like, I I hesitate to say this, but it seems like, yet again, the West is, like, going to be the, you know, the better team, no matter who makes it out of, out of Houston and Golden State. But I got to tell you, Boston, like, they got a great coach. They've got a tough building. Like, there, there's just something about the garden, even though it's not the Boston Garden, it's the TD Garden. Yeah, it's not but the Boston They still garden. call it the garden, so it's the garden. They still have that parquet floor. They still have the parquet floor. They, they still have, like, the same fans, or if not the same fans, then, like, the children and grandchildren are the same fans. Like, being a Celtics fan is, uh, I mean... It's like being a Steelers fan. It, it's, There's a very, very... It's, it's like being a Steelers fan if the Steelers had been good in the 50s. Right. Okay, but here's the thing. Boston sports and Pittsburgh sports have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I think have that's a, why we piss each other off so much. Well, we have a lot of old guard winning with the Steelers, mm-hmm. and we had some new guard winning with the Steelers, but not as much as. And New England's had no old guard with the Patriots, and no. a lot of new guard with the Patriots. Yeah. 
Um, the Red Sox were shitty for years. The Pirates have been shitty for years. The Red Sox finally came in a 1-3 in our lifetime. Mm. Um, the Pirates have won one in my lifetime, though I don't remember it. Um, none in your lifetime. Uh, mm. And Depends. <laughs> it's okay. You weren't outside of your mama's belly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when the Pirates won the World Series, I was. I don't know. I don't know, like what John Roberts says about that, but uh, <laughs> I was but, alive. I was alive. <laughs> My heart was beating. We're not going there. <laughs> We're not going. There. We're going there. I'm going there. Uh, this is what it's come. This is what it's come down to, people. Matt's like Bob Nutting. Damn you, Matt was like I've I, never even read your newspapers, and you're already changing my political beliefs. <laughs> we're not a political show. We're a sports show. We're not. We're not political. It's hard. To, it's hard to not be political about the pirates, though, with all the boycotting that's going on. I know, right? You know, but you know what? I'm not boycotting the NBA playoffs. We're not boycotting the NBA playoffs uh, because we're still going to watch some of that. Uh, you do have some great games coming up. Cleveland plays tomorrow night. Uh, you had the Houston, uh, Golden State. They're even up 1-0. Uh, back in Cleveland tomorrow. Cleveland needs to get back on home court and show up. Other than LeBron and Kevin Love. Yeah. There needs to be some bench help there. Um, and again, Matt and I are so bad, we don't even know the bench players. No, but <laughs> I, I do know because I watched the game passively the other night. Um Cleveland just totally stopped playing defense in the third quarter. That's that's where the game was lost. Um, you know. And again, like to go on a run like that in your own building is a lot easier than in someone else's. So let's see what happens in Cleveland. Um, wasn't so long ago we were counting the lightning out and they won a game on the road. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if Cleveland can defend their home turf, then they can defend it twice. And then you've got a three-game series. There it is. And also, um, released today was the final home chapter date for the Pitt-PSU game scheduled for September 8th, Saturday at 8 p.m. at Heinz Field. It will be the uh, ABC Game of the Week. This will be the last time that the two teams play at Heinz Field for the foreseeable future. Uh, there's still one game left to be played at Happy Valley. Um, I do hope that at some point they continue on the Pitt Penn State. Uh, again, the last time Pitt Penn State played was 2001, uh, and they played it at uh, Three River Stadium, and then that rivalry ended, and then it didn't get rebooted again until 2016, where they played at Heinz Field and Pitt beat Pitt Penn, Penn State, State ruined their perfect season. Ruined their perfect season because that's the only loss Penn State had. Well, no, they had two losses that year. Um, they took a loss later on in the year, but um, but it ruined their but it ruined their, their, their it ruined their playoff eligibility. We, we talked we've talked in the past how about how Penn State got screwed by the playoff. Oh, committee. dude, Penn State because got of really the, because screwed. of the 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 fact that there were three Big Ten teams all yeah. in contention for playoffs. Uh, totally um, got screwed. They won their conference. They did get screwed, yeah. but they wouldn't have gotten screwed. Like their their resume would have been ironclad if they hadn't had that second loss. Correct. So Pitt. Did have like you know in a roundabout way, and then the next year Pitt went up to Happy Valley and you know, and last year Pitt went up to Happy Valley and got slaughtered. Mm. Um, uh, you know, 
But eight o'clock game. That's gonna be. Uh, that's gonna be should be fun. Uh, it should be fun. I'm gonna really try to go that game again. Uh, that way I can break out my T-shirt that says "You can't spell pussy without PSU." Fuck Penn State. Hell the pit. I love that T-shirt. It hides in my closet. Um, uh, because there's people in my life that are Penn State people, and every time they come over, they want to steal it and destroy it, and I don't let them. Um, but the uh, that game is big, no matter what. Uh, that'll probably be the only sellout in mm. Heinz Field for Pitt football, because this season they do play Notre Dame, but it's in Happy it's in, Valley. It's in Happy Valley. No, or, no, sorry, it's in sorry, it's in South Bend. Wow. Man. Wow, we got confused real Jeez. quick. And don't you know, confuse Notre Dame and Happy you know, Valley. If Notre Dame ever plays in Happy Valley, like uh, I don't know, has Notre Dame ever played in Happy Valley? They have. I'm sure they have, but not as the home team. Obviously. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so you have uh, Pitt does play Notre Dame again this year, but it's in South Bend. And South Bend. We yeah. have we have a place to stay, and we have tickets. All we gotta do is get there. So. That might well, be. I know a, what highway to take. I know what highway to take too. You get on Interstate 80 and keep going. <laughs> um, so Matt and I might be in in South Bend this, this in might, October. Might maybe we can record a podcast in like the hotel bathroom. Do we can record a podcast in the car on the way out? Yeah, we could. Uh, yeah, we, could. we have the technology. We could have guest Trooper Freeman of the Indiana State Highway Patrol. <laughs> Hey, Trooper Freeman, thanks for pulling us over. Would you like to record on our podcast? Sir, do you know how fast you were going? Uh, excuse me, this is my show. I ask the questions. Uh, <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd yeah. Be uh, there was one point in time in my life where I attempted and succeeded in getting a ticket in every coast on the eastern seaboard. Oh, jeez, um, don't do that. Uh, I, I I was young and dumb and stupid. And, <laughs> dumb uh, and stupid. Don't do that. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I've learned in my elder years. Um, I think I still have an outstanding ticket in Florence, South Carolina. But anyway. Don't go there. Uh, yeah, don't Not go. hard. Yeah, don't go to Florence. Um, but no. So, college football, yeah, it's upon us. Uh, it's not really. It's not upon us. I mean, they just held spring games. Yeah. Uh, the the high school seniors have not yet reported to college football camp yet. So, nope. um, we got some time before football really takes, takes uh, you know. Got a lot of time. Takes our lives we over We got our again. whole summer. We do have our whole don't, summer. Don't ever, like, hasten the arrival of football season because that means the end of summer. Yeah. So watch your baseball, watch your soccer, like go play outside with your kids, like just chill. Football will be back. It'll be back. Football will be back. Uh, and actually, we're going to go ahead and take a break and we're going to be back after a few moments and messages from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. Like soon. Yes. Like, not like a whole football season away. Not a whole football season. We'll probably be about 30 seconds or so uh, and whatnot. And then we're going to come back and talk about baseball uh, and so forth. Yay. All right. Go get a beer because this is what we're going to do. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks. And we're back. After that quick little break, and um, now we're going to talk about some baseball. 
So did you get to watch any of the uh, uh, Pirates Giant series at all? Yeah, a little bit. A little I actually bit? like. Um, I I told you about I went to Bingo Friday. Right. But I like. I like arranged that like I would like have my dinner, and like take a shower, and be done with all that so I could watch at least the first 15 minutes of the Pirate game. Because mm-hmm. when, when I saw the lineups, I knew Kutch would be batting second yep. in the bottom of the first. And then they were going to have a tribute video between, like, in, in the middle of the first inning. Yeah. So I, I got, I got the, to check that out, and it was, you know, very well done. Um, very, very good round of applause, like, for, you know. This is clearly not a Barry Bonds situation, folks. Like, no. You know, we still love Andrew McCutcheon. Barry Bonds... Left on his own accord. Right, yeah. To wear a cutch. I know it's apples and oranges, but, you know, to see someone come back in a Giants uniform and be showered with love instead of Monopoly money, yeah, it's kind of nice. It is. But it's also um, nice that they won two out of three. It is, because the uh, Pirates did take two out of three from the Giants, uh, kind of ruining Cutch's homecoming, but not ruining at the same time. They did show him a lot of love and so forth. Uh, I did get to watch, see, Friday night at work, I got to watch his first at-bat. I did not get to see any of the uh, videos and whatnot until later on on social mm-hmm. media. Because um, I also, they weren't showing them on TV, uh, I don't think. Uh, did you see them on TV? Or they, they did, um, like, Root Sports did their own tribute video. at t like, Sports, yeah. Eight. Sorry. Dude, I... They change it. If, I should learn the name of my clients. It's going it, it, to be Verizon Sports in a month. So what are you Is talking it, about? I mean, maybe. <laughs> I don't, I don't might know. know. I don't know that. I don't know. Um, I'm just throwing it out there. But yes, like they do rebrand all the time. Um, it's, it's AT&T Sports. And they, they did their own like in-house McCutcheon video. And then the Pirates also did a video that like was fed into the, you know, AT&T Sports feed. So it was also aired live as you would have seen it if you were in the stands. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was awesome. And then you also had like the ovation when his name was announced. Um, really good moment. He stood. He stood there for like a good like ninety seconds. Well, it was also great. While while Cervelli came out in front of home plate and stood on the grass uh, with his back to his pitcher with his glove, mm-hmm. just like give mm-hmm. him time, give him time. Mm-hmm. Let McCutcheon take his bow, takes his helmet off, and. Um, Looked like he was going to tear up, and I think he kind of did. Mm-hmm. And then I found out he did mm-hmm. in the rain delay mm-hmm. on Saturday night. Yeah, um, so when you get all the good dirt. So um, watching that was awesome. I watched the videos on social media of Kutch and whatnot that they showed on the scoreboard and everything. And I was actually at Kutch's first game as a Pirate. Mm-hmm. It was an afternoon day game, 12.35 start on a Thursday against the Mets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Amanda was at Kutch's last game as a Pirate, the last home game of the season last year. She mm-hmm. was there as a spectator, not a worker. Um, she bought a ticket for like $5 in the second inning and went in and used her friend status to sneak in right behind her plate in the Lexus Club. Uh, nice. But, uh, but yeah, so that was good. That she got, I got to see his first uh, game. She got to see his last game. She got to see his last at bat. She has some great pictures and some video of it. Um, I did like Cutch's, or uh, who's who's the pitcher on Friday night? Um, not Tyone. 
For the Pirates. For the Pirates, Friday night. I forget who it was. It was Tyon. Was it Tyon? It was Tyon. He, he sent out a tweet, and it was great to see all the fans give Cutch the support and tag Cutch in the tweet and everything else like that. He goes, it was a great seeing him back in Pittsburgh, blah, blah, blah. And then Cutch like, yeah, it was. Thank thank, thank you very much. He goes, we didn't have to punch my ticket twice. Yeah. Because <laughs> he struck him out twice. Yeah. It was great. Um, but uh, definitely taken, and then they took two from the White Sox. Took two from the White Sox. Uh, yesterday and this afternoon, which is now yesterday at this point. First um, of all, bravo to the Pirates for managing to fit in like two games in the last couple days with no rain delays. Right? That's, I mean, it rained like all afternoon yesterday and all night tonight. Well, like it I said. happened to have like well, a day game after a night Again, game, so. I, I, I skipped ahead. Speaking of the rain delay, so Saturday I worked my, I worked a, a uh, the one shift I have at work is an open to eight shift, mm. and I actually got to leave at like quarter to eight. Okay, and I got I'm like, oh, pirate games on. It's in rain delay. All right, all right. So I get in the car, I flick it on. Pirate games in rain delay. Like, oh, we're gonna have an eight thirty five start time. Perfect. So I put Apple Music on the car and <sighs> boogie on home. I mean, it's not done till like nine thirty. So I get home, coming on, click on to AT and T Sports. Michael McHenry. Interview McCutcheon mm. Saturday afternoon. Yeah, ask him all about how to feel this other thing. He's like, you know, I was like, you know, people ask because you know I'm gonna live in the moment and see what happens. You see know, McHenry was like in their wedding, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 like boys. That's cool. Um, like somebody was talking about like, oh, I wonder if they know each other. It's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding like, me? Like they're pretty good friends. Yeah. Like, like McHenry, Sunday, McHenry was a groomsman. At like, the Sunday game, like the, the cameras caught McHenry like sitting down in like the front row with, with Cutch's baby, mm-hmm. like tossing him up in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's like Uncle Mike. He's yeah. Uncle Fort. Yeah, Uncle Fort. McHenry. Um, but they had the interview that was up in a box or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, He's like, you know, he goes, I, I wasn't going to cry, whatnot, he goes, and then everything, I just want to see, he goes, but then I took my helmet off, I turn around, I look up in the box, and I see my wife, and my mom, and my family, and my friends, and my mm-hmm. wife started crying, he's like, mm-hmm. so then, that's when I started losing, so I put my helmet back yeah. on, I was like, let me focus, 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 mm-hmm. he's like, and then I end up striking out, and then and McHenry's like, kind of hard to see the ball with some of that water in your eyes, he goes, yeah, a little bit there, so, Aww. um, so I mean, so it it, it was definitely, uh, you know, gut wrenching for Kutch and so forth. McHenry did ask some questions that Kutch left open, uh, asking if he'd ever come back and play in Pittsburgh. He's like, you know, we'll see what you know time takes, whatever. But he did ask about, you know, he says uh, after your playing career, he goes, look, he goes, my playing career right now, I'm in San Francisco. He goes, my wife and my son are here. Because I met my wife in Pittsburgh. We own our house in Pittsburgh. We do this. He goes, I just throw home in the off season. Mm-hmm. This is home. Um, no, you know. The Pirates could be in position to possibly, you know, bolster Make, their outfield yeah. for a postseason run. Well. You know, a rental player, if you will. I mean, there's a uh, shot in dark at that. I mean, because it's he, not it's not like ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. <laughs> like pirates are good right now. The Giants are not. Well, um, well, that's what we're looking at the here. Pirates fourth outfielder is Sean Rodriguez, which um, I love him. I love Sean Rodriguez. But I, I was mean, so mad when he went to Atlanta, and when he came back because he was 
not doing any. He was injured when he, he was in Atlanta. Well, he was in a car accident. car accident. Horrible car and accident. Very, very, like, inspirationally made it back to even play for Atlanta. Right. Was huge. But and then, then Atlanta was terrible last year. And then so they like, like DFA him just because they like wanted to like what, yeah just, just dump his salary because yeah, he signed salary. five and a half so, million. So he comes back to Pittsburgh. He had a home run in his first game. Yeah, back. first game back. It was a it was a thirteenth or fourteenth inning walk off. That's right. It was a walk off. Yeah. I know. I knew it was a Sunday game because I was, it was watching a Sunday it with afternoon my dad. game. It was a thirteenth yeah, or fourteenth inning walk off. Walk off home run. That's right. It was. Um, so the Pirates uh, bullpen is still suspect. That's my biggest thing with the Pirates right now. The bullpen is the most suspect piece of this team. Mm. The offense uh, has hit a good stride, uh, but they've been playing some struggling teams. They mm. have been playing. San Francisco is struggling. The White Sox are struggling. You saw what happened when they yeah, played they Philly. Yeah, they have been playing teams. bad teams. Philly, Philly blew them out. Philly's games. good. Philly blew them uh, out. Washington, Washington blew them out. Washington Ford blew them out. They're, they're winning the games that they should be winning, and they're losing the games they should be losing. Importantly, they're winning divisional games. They are winning divisional they, games. You could they, argue they, they should be losing games to the Cardinals and the Cubs. But they haven't but been. But they haven't been. They haven't been. And they're the Cardinals and the Cubs games. are not as good right now as the Yankees and the Nationals. I got Yankees on the brain because I wanted to watch the Yankees-Nationals series, and it got yeah. out entirely, which was why I was saying congratulations to the Pirates for, getting for finishing a two-game interleague series in the Northeastern United States. Without a rain right now, delay. Without a rain delay. Um, Way to go. And then last night, you and I were going to record, but um, hey, you were covering the Red Boston, yeah. Boston A's game, and that game didn't start till 9 o'clock mm. in Boston. Yeah, Boston, um, man. And like the whole, they had two hours to fill. Oh. Like rain delay almost, about two hours, because they knew during the pregame. So, so, how many, so how many Buckner? Uh, no uh, Buckner. No, no Buckner, no. It was like, they don't they don't show like inside Red Sox baseball. Oh, like the Pirates like do? Like the Pirates do. Which is all reruns, <laughs> which means I get to basically take a break. Um, like the Red Sox, like, okay, so the, the one pitcher for Boston, I forget his name, but he uh, he blew out his shoulder throwing his glove after a bad outing mm. like he was like walking back to he's the a reliever and he threw his glove so, um so they they talked about that a lot and they like replayed the manager's interview from earlier about about that injury. i delete i deleted the update okay see but you know what happened yeah um you know rain delay filler and then they had like a segment with like a bunch of kids like in a classroom like being interviewed by like i don't know like freaking xander bogarts or something you know so, like, it was a long night for me, and, like, I got off work just as late tonight as I did last night, but I'm in a much better mood. Right. Because I had breaks. You had breaks. All you people out there, you know, like, breaks are good. Like, if you work in an industry that has, like, unpaid breaks, like, I wish you could have paid breaks like I do, but at least it's a freaking break. <laughs> All right. So, here's, here's my posing question. Do you think that ownership will go out and get some pieces at the trade deadline or after the All-Star break if the Pirates are in a good position? No. No, I don't. No, I don't. So that's where we still are in the same thing of, mm. meh, they're all right. They're good the way they are. Just let them go. We don't need to go out and get, potentially bring Andrew McCutcheon back mid-season for a fourth that they out might do. That they might do just because uh, it would like, improve attendance. Mm. Um, but I think with the, the attitude of pirate fans, a lot of them still, like, they're not going to be as sold on a wild card run as they were before the trades of Cole and McCutcheon. And therefore, like, I don't even think we're going to get like another Justin Morneau. 
Yeah. And Morneau came here and didn't really do anything. He didn't really do anything, but it was like, oh, at least they're trying. They went out and um, got a guy that I've heard of before who like could they, can hit home runs occasionally. Could they go and get a Justin Verlander? Not going to get Verlander. Texas will secede from the Union before we get Verlander. <laughs> there ain't no way, man. Well, I mean... Like, I've been doing a lot of Houston games. I mean, they, I they mean, are so high on their well, supply Houston, right well, Houston, And they have every reason to... Well, Houston to got throw. Verlander last year. He had a year and a half left on his deal. So he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. Would Houston, Could Verlander be a trade bait deadline? Depending, if, depending on how Houston's doing at that point in time. I mean, if they go out and lose like 30 games in a row... I mean, you know, like I mean, if if they if they if they lose like two thirds of their games between now and the trade deadline, see, I don't maybe, think. But like, see, see, the need though for the Pirates is not is not starting pitching. It's bullpen. It's bullpen. They need an eighth inning, and they pitcher. and they also need a guy that at this point in time, right now, the offense is clicking. All the guys are hitting. Cervelli's got the highest average on the team. Yeah. What the hell is that about? He let off on Sunday. But also, did you see Cervelli change his stance and change his hitting? Mm. I watched video from last year or this year of his stance. He's much more upright in the box. He's mm. not crouched down. He's not hiding. He's, he's not in the back. He's up in the front of the box. Um, his on-base percentage is through the roof. He's got the highest average. He, and he's hitting the ball uh, opposite field. Mm. He's not just... Uh, a pool ball hitter. He's hitting ball opposite field. I, I mean, I couldn't be happier. Like, I mean, Cervelli at 32 years old as a catcher has been injury prone and played yeah, well, for two great or two uh, uh, the Yankees and the Pirates. I mean, an injury prone catcher. Like, what's that? Mm, you know, what is an injury prone catcher? Every one of them. You know, it's like a you know a sniper who's proficient with firearms. I mean, like it's just part <laughs> of the job. So, all right, the Pirates are currently on pace to win 96 games. They're tied for first in the division, second best record in the NL, fifth best in baseball, and third best home record in Major League behind the Yankees and the Phils. You got the Padres. They went to Philly and they went to Washington. Correct. So Um, you got the Padres uh, are in town this weekend. They're 10 games under 500, and the Bucks are eight games over 500 at this point in time. The Phillies are also eight games over 500. Correct. Like I just saw a stat here. It said that they have not been eight games over since 2011. Correct. Which is Pirates, Pirates have been eight games over. Like I, I think Pirates have a couple games at hand, which gives them the better yeah. record. But I mean, like games over 500. That's really a red herring at this point, because like the schedules will balance out. Um, you know, we're looking like if you say that the Pirates continue this pace, that's 92 wins. Um, it's 96. 96. Based off, based off, based off of right now, okay. this pace is ninety six wins. I well, I must have seen something from prior to tonight's game because I saw ninety two. Uh, that's uh, that stat is based off of Bob Hoppiani. Okay, well, wherever he got it from, like it might have been after like tonight's game when they won. So, seeing that we're the th- a third of the way in, like that would you yeah. know, increase your chances by like a multiple of three i guess i, I don't know i'm not a mathematician either am I. I know more about the nba than i do about math so <laughs> let's just like keep that in mind um but yeah like i didn't pick the pirates to win more than 82 games i didn't i think i picked them to win 65 you you were lowballing somewhere man. there's a paper you're, you're a negative here. nelly Somewhere there's a paper around here that shows yeah how many games you picked them to win how many games i picked them to win 
I think I picked like 72. I think you did. I That's think 70, 10, 72, games se- 500, 72 rings a bell to me, and I think I picked 65. Yeah, it's not, it's not like world historically bad, but it's not good. I couldn't be happier. I, I, I couldn't well. be happier either. And I, I haven't been to a game yet. but it's, I haven't it's, been to a game yet either. It's and not I'm, because like someone tried to invite me and I like stuck my fingers in my ears and said, la, 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 I can't hear you. Like I haven't had time. You know, when they are home, I've got other things going on. I would have loved to have gone Friday, but I, I had other things to do. Like Pittsburgh's a great city to be in because there's a lot to do. Mm. And it's a beautiful time of year to have like plans and to be out on the water and the Pirates have to compete, you know. Um, if they keep winning, like, I'm going to keep beating the drum that people need to go support this team. Um, well, we're going to find out this weekend series on if people go out to the ballpark. Because you had the Sox in, uh, we're on Thursday, so Wednesday. The Sox were in Thursday. They played a getaway game Thursday no, afternoon. No, it was Tuesday, Wednesday they played. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Tuesday, I know, it's, yeah. it's Thursday now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday night they played. They didn't have a big attendance. Wednesday afternoon, getaway game. They really didn't have a big mm. attendance. Businessman special, which I love those games, by the way. Uh, yeah, I've, um, I've been to a few of them. I love those midweek afternoon games. Mm. They're awesome to me. Um, that's like real baseball. That is. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it used to be before lights and TV. You know, like, they they had to play afternoon games because it would get dark. You know? Like, you'd start a game, and back then, I mean, games were like two hours, whatever. But in, like, early, like, before they changed the clocks, you still got to start at, like, three or mm-hmm. two even, you know? That's how, it, that I mean, ratings are important, like, TV money's important, like, but they're not going to cancel baseball if, like, that stuff goes away. And, like, I wish they would just play more day games, you know? Well... It's hard for attendance. That's the problem. They don't get good gates. Stupid trivia for you. What was the first night game played in Wrigley Field? Uh, I remember. It was like 88, right? Yep. Yeah. It was the All-Star game in 1988. It wasn't the All-Star game. It was. That was a regular season game. Oh, yeah. It was two nights before the All-Star game because it is a trial Mm. to see how it would work out. Now, I remember because it was was on like, uh, it was on ESPN. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I remember that a lot because, like, I used to. Um, I remember because I was in Florida at my grandmother's house mm-hmm. as a kid in the summertime, and all we got in Florida was TBS and WGN. So I yeah. got to watch a lot of Cubs and a lot of Braves. Well, I always watched a lot of pirate games, also Braves. Um, but but I always watched a lot of pirate games, you know, on KBL or like KDK or whatever, and go to games and like mostly Sunday games, but like a few night games here and there. And I I really very vividly remember my dad like. You know, like Remember when KDK real- Radio held the Pirate Games? Mm-hmm. And I lived in Jersey uh, mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. And depending on how the weather was in Jersey on the shore, mm-hmm. I could pick up KDK yeah. and listen to a Pirate Game on my back deck on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was that was awesome. the shit, man. Like, I was so... Like, it really, like, hurt my feelings when the Pirates left KDK for that reason. Like, there's something magical about, like, AM radio at night and the fact that you can, like, pull in things from, like, so far away. Um, I My story was I was in Rochester, New York. I had driven up there to, like, stay with one of my friends who had just bought a house. Like, we went to college together and I was, you know, going up to hang out. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to go on a beer run. And, like, between, like, 
his house in the Wegmans, I managed to find the Pirates game. Love Wegmans. So they were like, and they were like, you know, they were winning, and it was like late innings. So I like ran into Wegmans, bought my beer, got back in the car, and I'm trying to like hear the last three outs, but I get back to his house, so I had to like sit I, in the driveway. Yeah. And they were like, they're inside, like I, they, I guess they saw my headlights, and they were like, you know, when I finally come in, they're like, and one of my friends was from Pittsburgh who was there. So he actually cared about the Pirates. And he's like, what were you doing in the driveway? I was like, I was listening to a Pirate game. He's like, get out. I was like, no way. Get out, Pat. <laughs> you listen like, to Pirate dude, game, Rochester? Hey, oh, my God. You know, I was like flipping through the dial, and I heard a, I heard a promo for the Hansman. <laughs> R.I.P., man. Rest in peace, Red yeah. Hansberger. So, you know, he harassed me on, on the air live. At, uh, I mean, he harassed a lot of people. But, like, I showed up at a Pirates playoff game. In October, with my coat unzipped. So 1992. It was like 92, maybe 91. <laughs> 91, 92. And he like he like pulled me and my brother out of the crowd because we were like the youngest people there and we didn't have our coats zipped up. He's like, "Aren't you guys cold?" And I'm like, "I mean, my dad's mm. probably like more conservative than you are, Fred Hansberger. And if he says <laughs> I don't have to zip my coat, I don't have to zip my coat. Pretty much." And he's the one who brought me here. So, so we do have some good news on the horizon for the Pirates. Jay Hay has been working out and playing with the Altoona Curve on his rehab stint. He's been playing the field. He's had a couple of bats. Uh, he hasn't played a full game, but um, he's getting that rehab on that broken hand after taking that uh, pitch off of that. It's the second time he's broke his hand in two years. Yeah. Um, he's probably the most hit player in Major League Baseball in the last three seasons which is hard to believe because there's also a person called starling Marte. Uh, yeah who can also rack him up pretty much as well i mean he gets hit a lot in the elbow and everything yeah. else like that uh also how about jameson tyone is neosporin on the banned substances <laughs> list is, am i missing something i mean like from, from for those who haven't heard this yet, like Tyone is considering uh, using his own urine to help heal. Well, his hand. It, not necessarily his own. I can't get the answer. But to other players, yeah, go to sleep, Siri. Oh, Siri. Um, sometimes she just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um. Lemonade. So, so James, <laughs> that'd be awesome if Siri brought me lemonade. Um, but Jameson Tyone has had a finger issue, middle finger of his right hand, which is his pitching hand. Um. Uh, I guess he had a fingernail or whatnot, mm -hmm. hangnail, I guess. Uh, when you're pitching, that shit sucks. It's bad, yeah. It's bad. So, um, uh, he let his teammates uh, to urinate on his throwing hand to expedite the healing process because he's like, I'll try anything to get back yeah. on the field. So, somebody mentioned that to him. He's like, if it works, sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll put a, he says, if it helps, I'll put a sign-up sheet. Everyone can come and pee. <laughs> He said, I don't care. I just want it to go away, and I want to play. Uh, later on, Jameson Tyone tweeted, Got to clarify this whole pee on the hand thing. People offer up their remedy opinions. I jokingly said, peeing on it gets me on the field where, I'll, where I belong. I'll put a sign-up sheet. Not my thing. I promise. It's not going to happen. Okay. Okay, because like, the way it was, like, it was actually a headline on ESPN like, homepage that Jameson Tyone was definitely going to pee on himself. For baseball reasons. Well, but then... Well, and, like, this okay. is... Okay, right. This is just Twitter. Your... This is just people, like, being, like, way too credulous when they see something all on right, Twitter. All right. If you pee on yourself, that's one thing. Okay, that's the thing, like, about athlete's foot and stuff, like... 
I didn't do military basic training. Yeah. I've had friends of mine that told me that they did, that their drills are like, no, you pee in the showers. That way you don't get athlete's foot. You don't have foot issues and so forth. Whether it's true or not, I mean, I I have athlete's foot issues. <laughs> and I tell you right now, as a guy, I pee in the shower. Yeah. Like Guess I, what? I still have them. I wear breathable shoes. Okay. <laughs> I wear breathable shoes. So, like, I still the, have... the, the drill sergeants, like, I'm sorry, like, there's a reason I didn't go into the military. And it's because <laughs> I'd be, like, raising my hand, being like, um, drill sergeant, like, don't you think that, like, we would get less athlete's foot, like... If we didn't wear these boots all the time, like regardless of how much we pee in the shower, sir. And he'd be like, you little maggot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, shut up with your thinking. Uh -oh. you know? So like, yeah. But like Jameson Tyon, not going to pee on himself. But the fact that it was even a story raises questions about the state of journalism, but also the state of medicine. Because like, one, why can't you just like buy something over the counter to fix what's wrong with Jameson Tyon's hand? And two... Like, I'm pretty sure I just saw, like, fox urine at the hardware store for, like, gardening, for, like, keeping pests away from your, like, vegetables. And I'm pretty sure they don't, like, hold foxes up over a bucket and, like, squeeze them. You know what I mean? Like, there's a way to, like, manufacture the compounds that you need yeah. to fix your hand without, like, getting a bunch of piss from a bunch of baseball players. And also, also, also... If you are going to piss on Jameson Tyon's hand, try to catch some of it. And if it's clean, send it to Seattle. Because <laughs> there's some people, a callback. Because there's some people out there that need some clean urine. <laughs> Just say it. We'll leave it at that. Uh, so, go Bucks. Keep winning. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you know what? I, I, Amanda's come to me and be like, "So when are we going to the game? When are we going to the game?" Same. I'm like, "That's how it starts, man." You know, uh, and, and it starts with the women. Yeah, uh, they're more community involved. They're more yeah, like nurturing. Yeah, they're yeah. Like, I feel bad for the players. I feel bad for their feelings. Yeah, so I'm gonna. We should go support them. So Ooh, basically, that new beardy guy they got. Ooh. Oh, oh, I don't know oh! She but. loves. Oh, Moran <laughs> with the red beard. Yeah. God, that's all I hear about. <laughs> Look at his beard. It's so glorious. That big red beard. Yeah. She's like and. I'm like, you know, he never smiles. I'm like, babe, I'm like, I had a big full beard and so forth. She goes, but it wasn't red and as glorious as his. Yeah. Yours was like salt and pepper and like kind of well, like. He's also like 20 years younger than us. So. That's true. Yeah, 15, 15. Somewhere around there. <laughs> but um, I'm probably going to end up going to a pirate game for the end. You year. are. I know you are. I, I know, yeah. You, I know and you might be able to fudge the numbers and be like, well, technically Amanda paid. And then well, for dinner. Well, but like it's all you know in couples, man. The money is fungible. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going, and you're gonna spend your own money too. Yeah, yeah. To I'm gonna end up with like free tickets yeah. and like a club seat somewhere. Yeah, and because yeah. somebody at at, at work's gonna be like, "Hey, Steve, you're off tomorrow night." Yeah, I'm off tomorrow night. Oh, here's two free club seats to the game. Fuck. <laughs> and you can't turn down free tickets. Like turn down a free beer. Mm -hmm. That's just wrong. Like, yeah. it's like, hey, Matt, let me buy you a beer. No, Steve, I got to go home. Well, if the bar we went to had chips, let me buy you a chip then. All right, that's cool. I understand. Nah. You're not going to turn on a chip or a free beer. I would just it, use, it, I don't, I don't take chips, though. I know. You're going to drink the beer and be like, chips well, up, I'll just walk home. I have, I have a chip from Zippy's on my dresser. It's been there like two months. Because <laughs> you forget to put it in your pocket. Because well, they don't use chips. They, they just use like, uh, 
Marlo's a cool bartender, and she just gave me a like a souffle cup. And she's <laughs> like, when you hand me this, I'll remember. Nice. And I was like, I don't believe you. And also, like, I mean, I can buy my own PBR. So we're going to go ahead and end on some other Pittsburgh sports. Um, actually, I'll, I'm going to reverse this real quick. Uh, heard good things come out of Steelers rookie camp um, with the draft picks and so forth. They've also invited uh, 32 total undrafted free agents uh, to rookie camp to work out with the team and take a look at. They did sign uh, two of them, an offensive guard and an, uh, a defensive lineman uh, to the 90-man squad that, that's going to go to camp. Of course, um, Mason Rudolph, he looked pretty good. Um, Edmonds, the first-round draft pick, uh, safety, he looked good, and they're, and they're looking to slide him into maybe inside linebacker position as well as safety position. You have, um, uh, what's the kid's name out of Penn State? That's the safety they drafted in the fourth round. It's leaving my mind right now. Um they, uh, Tom was high on him. Uh, of course, Mason Rudolph, he had some reps. And then the wide receiver, they also drafted the round that was his wide receiver mm. in Oklahoma State. <clears throat> yeah, that's the only um, thing I really saw about. They were, they, they had yeah. really good chemistry. And he's like, they had really good. I'm like, I better fucking they hope better they had really chemistry. good chemistry. Yeah. They played yeah. together in college for three yeah. years. How do you get drafted <laughs> into the NFL like, and not have good chemistry with your receivers? Right, exactly. <laughs> And, and of course, when your receiver gets drafted with you, um, it's like Dan Marino, like, oh, I hated those guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it's like, can you? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, here nor there. Steelers OTAs, so, like, I actually haven't. Well, heard it's just rookie it. camps on the OTAs. Like, okay, rookie. It was just rookie camp. It yeah. was the, all the draft picks and the unrestricted free agents that they invited to rookie camp. That's all it was. Is rookie camp optional? <laughs> no. I mean, it is, but it's, like, not. No. Like, if it's you like, want to work. It's, like, if you want a job in the NFL and you get invited by a team yeah. to go to rookie camp, you're going. I think, like, technically, like, they can't force them, though, because of the union. Yeah. The CBA, like, you know, OTAs are Correct. OTAs. O stands for optional. <laughs> not <much>. obligatory. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and then uh, we're going to end here with the Penguins. They do have... Um, a bunch of restricted free agents. Uh, Rutherford has to make a list mm. to see what's going to go on here. Uh, the cap is expected to go up by $3 million. Uh, and um, Carter Rowney is the only unrestricted free agent this year. Okay. So, not bad. So, you have one unrestricted free agent, where in past years we've had nine. Yeah. So, we have one unrestricted free agent, Carter Rowney. I can go either way on the guy. Um, but they do have restricted free agents is uh, Riley Shahan. Uh, you pronounce his name better than I do. Alaski? Alexiak. Alexiak. Um, Rust, Kunakel, and Simone are restricted. Uh, so the way this basically shakes out, uh, the article that I've read online that was retweeted and retweeted and posted and so forth. Um, let's see here. They are completely this year. They're $300,000 underneath the uh, current salary cap limit 
Um, Cardi Rowney is the only unrestricted free agent among the teams pending uh, six free agents. Uh, the other ones, of course, are restricted. Basically, it goes down and breaks down the rules that, depending on how much each player makes, they have to offer him a percentage higher or equivalent. If he makes over a million, they can offer him that uh, salary again to come back. If he makes under a million, but between 660000 uh, they have to offer him a 5% increase, and if it's less than 660000 they have to offer him a 10% increase uh, in order to come back as a restricted free agent. Otherwise, he can go as a restricted free agent, play the field, and see what team would offer him more money, and the team offers him more money, he can go ahead and jump to that team. So it's going to come down to the, the Pens this year with their offseason stuff. I mean, barring the draft and, of course, the NHL draft, they're not going to – it's not like Crosby coming out. He's not – No. The, the Pens' first-round draft pick is not going to see – the Pens don't even have a first-round draft pick. No, they don't. <laughs> but if they did – But if they did, he he's, he's not seeing like, ice time for two to three years. He might not even see the AHL for two to three years. Right. Like, you never know. I yeah. Mean, they might get someone out of juniors or someone out of Europe. Correct. I mean, they, they could even draft a college player, um, you know, and have them finish college. Um, it, it sounds to me like they're in pretty good shape. Um, I, I would tend to want to keep Alexiak because like, I think we're kind of thin on D and the best D that we have are more like, you know, skater facilitator types. Like Alexiak brings a little bit of that grit. I mean, he's not Hal Gill, but he's kind of cut from the same cloth. Right. And they need that. Um, over the long haul, but like they're gonna need a couple guys like that, you know. Um, so you don't want to overpay for him because they they gotta like save some budget for other D. I think they need to upgrade their D, and I think if they could get like two like less established guys who are like defensive minded, like you know you might let Alexiak go, but but I'd be real hesitant to just let him walk. Definitely, Coonhackle, Rust. Um, you want I would prefer guys. Rust. I prefer Rust. Yeah. I like um, Kunako, but I prefer Rust uh, over those guys. Uh, Shahan, the problem with Shahan is, is where's he going to fit into? Is he going to be a fourth line? Uh, is he going to be a third line? Because, you know, the winger positions are kind of taken up right now. Mm. And then you have um, Broussard, who's going to be a third line center. I mean, Jordan Stahl was a great third-line center, and he thought that he was better than a third-line center, which got him traded out of here. But Jordan Stahl was, like, on the upward arc of his career. He was. You know? Shea like, has... in everyone's career, like, they at some point, you know, reached the, like, ceiling with one organization and moved to another. Correct. Like, like Shahan. Jordan Broussard, Stahl wasn't going to be above a third line. Right, but Broussard is kind of like at like prime to like downside sort right. of level in his career. He so is. So I'm not sure he's going to like being a third line center. He's not going to like being a third line center, but he's going to have to be a third line center. He's unless not, they trade him. Unless they trade him or they move him to wing. And then again, the wing positions are taken up. Um,. So I, it's see, like, I see Broussard as a rental player 
well, and it didn't work out. Well, well, Granted, they still have him under contract. They still have him under contract. They brought him in to go on a run to three-peat, and they didn't three-peat. I think and Broussard... And if, like, if they trade him tomorrow, like, you know, as long I as see, they get, like, something good for him back. I see Broussard starting the season with the Penguins next year, mm. and either being a before-All-Star break trade mm. or a trade deadline trade. Yeah. That's that's where I see Broussard at. And he's going to start the next year with the Penguins. And that entirely depends on his play, how he plays, and, and, and how what he, other teams need. And what other teams need, and also how he adapts to his new role. Mm. And that's what it's going to be. Uh, again, we like Russ, Morton, Knuckles, Simone. I mean... I'd give Simon another chance. Yeah. I like calling him Simon instead Simon, of Simone. Simon, Simone. Yeah, yeah, give him a... You know, I mean, he's been on the fourth line and the mm. third line. He's been on the second line. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's bounced all around. Uh, he Kunok- hasn't been here forever, though. I mean, it's, No, he has been here forever. You know, Kunakul has a great name. Well, he's a good player. He's, <laughs> he's a, a hell of a player, but his name's even better. <laughs> he's, he's been solid, but I, I like Rust better. Well, with the article I read, though, that the Pens can go ahead and actually potentially sign them all. Yeah. That just leaves no room for bringing anybody else in in the offseason that may or may not be a unrestricted free agent of a big name. Uh, and we're still not the end of the hockey season yet. I don't even know what big name talent is out there. Mm-hmm. The Pens aren't going to bring in a $10 million a year guy. I mean, no. shit. Sid's only getting $8.7 million a year. Yeah. And Malkin's at like seven point nine. Yeah. <laughs> They're you not going to bring in another free agent goalie. That was a they're bust. not going to. Yeah, they're not going to bring in another Anthony Niemi. They're not going to bring in uh, anybody like that. They're not going to bring in uh, Zach Parise. No, they're not. You know, uh, we we had a shot at Parise when he was an unrestricted free agent at trade deadline bait, and yeah. we didn't take him then. Um, and Yager's playing in the Czech Republic next year. And Yager's so. in the Czech Republic next year, so we're not going to get him. We're not going to get Yager back. I mean. Though I still think they should bring him back at a trade line just to be like, here's your last hurrah. Retire the NHL as a Penguin. That way Mario will be like, yeah, I'll put your number in the rafters with mine now. But Don't they, like, pay his taxes, though, over there? Like, for nah, him? Dude, they, they, like, to play in the KHL is ridiculous. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't know either. Uh, to say, but from what I've read about it, but also they make the money per game in whatever country or city they're in at that point in time. So like if they're so it, so like it, I mean if if they're playing in in Russia in whatever city and the and the dollar value is this much, that's what they get. If they play in this city, and the dollar value is that much. They oh, get wow. that. Uh, it seems like a ridiculous contract, but it, it, I don't know. It. Who knows? It's the KHL. Man, I miss the Penguins. I do. It sucks that we're talking about Yager's, like, European, like, uh, fat guy career. Instead what, of, 44 years you old, know, game five playing? of the, yeah, yeah instead Eastern of, Conference. Yeah, instead of being at, what, game three of the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, we're going to be so, okay, though. Like, we're still a good team. We're okay. We're still, we're good still team. competitive. We're still competitive. Still doing well. Let the we guys... got Crosby. We got Malkin. We got Murray. Latang, Latang for now, Kessel for now. Yeah, I mean, 
People are so protective of Phil Kessel. They love him in this town. Uh, I know. Like, the backlash, like, like, people, like, if you were, like, in the media and you even, like, said, like, well, you know, Kessel didn't talk to people and, like, this might not be good. It's like, oh, you're just trying to run him out of town, aren't you? You just hate the, you hate the people's champion. <laughs> like, he really is, man. He really is the people's champion. Well, I like, mean. Not like the rock that always, like, rung hollow. Like, he literally is the people's champion. Hey, Phil Kessel's two for three for Stanley Cups. Mm-hmm. Let's come to Penguins. Yep. So yep. Phil Kessel is a sixty-six percent Stanley Cup champion. <laughs> we like it. And on that note, Matt and I are around in our heads sixty-six point six percent of the time. The rest mm. of the time, God knows where our heads are. I at. spend a third of my day in bed. <laughs> and I'm about to go spend that third. Hey, right? That's the next third that's on the dog. Yeah, I spend a third of my day in bed too, and I'm about to spend that third as well. Uh, and it's summertime, so I spend another third of my day on a golf course, which yeah. is what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I got yard work, but it's going to rain all day. It's going to suck. Wait, is it going to rain all day tomorrow? Are you going to ruin my golf day? I'm not ruining your golf day. I ain't, I ain't control the weather. Trust me, man. If it was up to me, you know. Fuck you, Bob Kuzma. It was up. I'm not Bob Kuzma. <laughs> Don't call me that, man. <laughs> I'm a Dennis Bowman kid. <laughs> But we all love Joe DiNardo. Uh, Joe DiNardo, yeah. Joe, I mean, guy's, guy's an institution. Um, I mostly watch Channel 11. I'm not going to lie. All right. You know, there's a lot of clouds. There's some clouds. rain in the forecast. 10% at 3 p.m. tomorrow. I like those odds. You know, And I'm all supposed to play until 4.30 in Golf League. So, oh, okay. Uh uh, I, I'm like in the golf league, but my neighbor's like, "Hey, uh, we got a couple slots open in golf mm. uh, league. Are you off Thursday?" I actually have to be off Thursday. Okay. So I'm like, he's like, yeah, "You want to meet at the course at 4:30?" I'm like, "Yep." Uh, as long as it's not storming, sure, I'll be there. Were you playing Lebo? Yeah, Lebo. Yeah, that's cool. Um, you know, I was off Monday and Tuesday, and um, played a little bit Monday. Uh, played uh, uh, nine at Frosty Valley. Yeah, played nine at Frosty Valley and nine at Lebo. Um, so I got my 18 in. Uh, Thursday, I had my haircut day with Kenny out in Score Hill. Yeah. Got my hair all done up and cut and faded, and then I drank my way home. Yeah. Uh, so. All right, well, you know. You play Lebo, just, um, you know, bring an umbrella and be prepared to spend the night up on that hill if we get more rain like we did tonight. Because I don't want to be at the ballroom. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Thanks a lot for listening to us here at Bold Sports for another episode of exciting and interesting news going on in and around Pittsburgh sports and some other sports, stuff. weather, it's not in traffic, Pittsburgh traffic, weather. Got it. All right, folks. You guys have a great uh, time. Enjoy it. Matt and I will talk to you soon. Follow us exclusively at at Bold PGH Sports. On the Twitter, also Bold Pittsburgh on Facebook, Instagram, and all the other fun places you like to see us. Are we on Snapchat? No, we're we not. Are not on we're, Snapchat. we're too old for Snapchat. We really are. Don't even bother. Like, you don't <laughs> want to look at us. Trust me. All right, guys. Have a good week, and we'll talk to you all later. Enjoy it. Hey, Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. 
You can contact us at Steve Fernald on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook, or BoldPGH.com. 